This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a pretty amazing show planned for you. We've got Guitars Over Guns and several members of Suenalo here live in the studio. Thanks for coming in, I mean. Dude, thanks for having us, man. Dude, I appreciate you uh, coming in so early, man. Dude, I'm always on time, <laughs> even when I'm late. So, okay, we've, we've got Amin de Jesus, we've got Michelle, and, and we've got uh, one of their students. Rudy LaFrance. Rudy LaFrance, live in the studio, and... At the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to have our Heat Fan Club shout-out for all of you Heat lifers that have been posting onto our blog, that have been commenting on our Facebook page at heatfanclub.com and in the Sun Sentinel. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, the Drastic Fanatic will be back at the 8 o'clock hour live. He's over his gangrene, and we're going to be talking fantasy football. That's his favorite topic, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping to pump at least a little bit of what he's going to be doing in the draft because he's drafting right ahead of me. <laughs> Anyways, normally at this time of the show, I let I take a few minutes to discuss with the audience an issue of importance in Miami that I feel you guys need to hear about that maybe the story isn't being told. But tonight we have a very, very special early guest to discuss with us a planned Walmart on environmentally sensitive, federally protected lands in South Dade. Al, you there? You there, buddy? Grant, I hear you, buddy. Absolutely. A Al Sunshine, ladies and gentlemen. What? Thank you for coming on the show, Al. My pleasure. What do you want to talk about, dude? Well, I wanted to ask you, because you've been following it, what is going on with this planned Walmart on Coral Reef Drive right next to Metro Zoo? Okay, good news, bad news. What do you want first? You know, I... Uh, I'll take the bad news first, because with Walmart, there's always some bad news. Okay, the bad news is, as it stands tonight, Gate County has given the green light to a Palm Beach County developer to erect a Walmart, a three-story, 900-unit apartment complex, a L.A. Fitness, basically a, a pretty good high-density development just west of zoo miami metro zoo the That's bad crazy. news is it's in the middle of an endangered rockland forest one of the most critically endangered environmental areas in in the world literally and just just last week it was declared a federally protected endangered habitat and what that means is that now there are some federal plans that have to be approved by the developer, but nothing in the federal listing is going to require the developer to stop the project. And as it is now, Dade County gave him a green light after 10 years of negotiating with the University of Miami on what neighbors were told was an academic village, low-density development for the University of Miami to provide affordable housing for staff and professors with some small package stores. Now, I, as a I, I neighbor ask in you. the area, ended up getting a zoning notice, courtesy zoning notice, back 10 years ago for a little development, and we never heard, we were never told it was going to be this massive Walmart in the middle of an endangered forest, and the whole thing was done with a 10-year-old environmental study that was conducted for the University of Miami 
that failed to identify even one, one rare or endangered species. So uh, that sounds like a whole lot of bad news, Al. Is there some good news here? Well, the good news, if you want to put a twist on it, is the developer says that he is environmentally conscious, that he is going to conserve as much of the property as he can. It is going to result in probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in construction in an area that badly needs it. If it comes to pass, there are going to be hundreds of Walmart jobs down there and jobs for waiters and waitresses in a couple of new restaurants. Well, hold on a second. We're we're talking about Walmart jobs, jobs that that basically require people to be on welfare. That's, That's not good news, Al. I'm not saying that it is at all. And, Grant, let me ask you a question, because I know that you've been involved in following these Walmart projects, too. I was told by a Dade County commissioner that they didn't even know that there was a Walmart involved. I have neighbors living across the street to this day. They didn't know anything about this project. They don't know it was a Walmart that was going to be put up there. And what's your experience with that whole Midtown project? Is this a coincidence or something that you suspiciously believe is a way of doing business? This is definitely Walmart's M.O., Right now, they've got projects all over the country that are in similar straits. For example, in Toms River, New Jersey, they're actually actively building or trying to build into a snake preserve. I can't tell you the exact snake. It's been a while. But that's just one of the many environmentally sensitive lands that they're seeking to build into. Uh, here in Miami, they actually developed a – they developed a, a – a, what is it? A Walmart in Flagami, which is the west side of Miami. And they did it without anybody knowing that it was a Walmart going into the approval process by working through a shell developer who planned the project and then presented as a fait accompli to the citizens so that nobody knew Walmart was moving into the neighborhood. So this is actually very much par for the course. They know what they're doing is wrong, and they actively seek to hide their plans from the public for this reason. It's pretty well, bad. Grant, I could tell you that I have been investigating this for more than a month. Living across the street, I am, I am intimately aware of how this started and what, what went on. Uh, the developer insists everything was done above board. Uh, the University of Miami that sold property, it got for free from the federal government for educational purposes. Uh, as soon as they had the ability of uh, selling it, they sold it for $22 million, and there's there's another parcel of land that the developer wants to get, and the University of Miami could sell another parcel of land down there. And that's why I believe all the questions about my neighborhood never knowing about this, all the questions about uh, not requiring a full current environmental assessment, I think that this is right for the Dade State attorney to present to the Dade County Grand Jury for a full investigation into how this happened and to make sure that it is never going to happen again. I, as a resident, I believe that this is not the kind of local government I want to live in, and I believe that, that my neighborhood was marginalized 
and there was an intentional way of of getting the zoning process uh, done without uh, most consumers, most neighbors knowing about it. And you know, Grant, one of the first things that the developer did was put private property do not trespass under penalty of law signs in the endangered forest lands around there, and he put a orange construction fence up, and he ended up having a local environmental group before this was cited as an endangered property come in and, quote, rescue rare and endangered plants so that when the bulldozers came in, some plants would be rescued. So in and other words, I they intentionally was, disturbed the land there. Is this was not a rescue. There should be yellow crime scene tape, not an orange construction fence, because I think the grand jury needs to look at whether there was a major crime committed on that property. Al, I really appreciate you calling into the show with this very, very important issue about the Walmart that they're attempting to place into South Dade. And we're going to have you back on the show to discuss it. And this is going to go out by podcast to all of our no Walmart and Midtown.com followers tomorrow morning. And like I said, we're going to have you back on. I really appreciate you having on the, coming on the show tonight. And we got to take off so we can give the rest of the hour to Guitars Over gun, but Guns. But again, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure, Grant. Be well, buddy. Alrighty, we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find us online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. good check out the social good summit in miami this september 22nd and 23rd at the miami innovation center at university of miami's life sciences campus 1951 northwest 7th avenue early bird tickets go on sale today through september 1st for only ten dollars each at www.sgsmiami.com that's www.sgsmiami.com sponsored by knight foundation
Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern, and you can check out the show at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. If you guys are interested in talk radio, I strongly urge you to check out Stitcher. It's a new app. It's there for Android and iTunes, or I'm sorry, Android and iPhones. And uh, it actually lets you, like, pick and choose from all these amazing podcasters and NPR and BBC, and we're on there, too. Nice. Yeah. So, guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. Michelle, my pleasure. First time. It's not Amin's first time. No, no. No, this guy loves coming in. I'm filthy. (laughs) Rudy, is this your first time on the radio? No, it's not your first dude, time? No. Rudy's a pro already, dude. Yeah, he's seizing. <laughs> oh, he's a okay. veteran. <laughs> he, he's a veteran, huh? So, okay. Working his way. Uh, Guitars Over Guns is a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Tell our audience a little bit about Guitars Over Guns. Um, Guitars Over Guns started, uh, I'd say, five years ago. Uh, it was spearheaded by Chad Bernstein, our trombone player from Suenalo and from the Spam All-Stars. Who will be with us later by okay. a pre-recorded interview. Excellent. And, uh, and his dad... Uh, Bob Bernstein, and they um, they had this great idea, and they were able to launch it into motion. It got umbrellaed by CIS, Communities and Schools, and uh, we started with our first school, which was North Miami Middle School, my alma mater, and okay. uh, that's where me and good old Rudy over there met. Very nice. <laughs> now, you guys are, are mentors mm-hmm. for yeah. young, aspiring musicians, right? Yes. Yep. I'm currently not a mentor anymore. Now I'm behind the scenes. I'm oh. behind the curtain. I pulling am. strings and stuff but michelle's still very much active in the forefront <laughs> <laughs> well i know it started with you guys but you're, you're bringing more people into the mix right yeah yeah actually um nuisance from artificial is okay. now spearheading the rap side of the program um okay. ted uh ted zimmerman that's from spam all-stars and also plays an artificial he's in the program as well trumpet. um yeah he's teaching trumpet uh jj which is a uh, used to be swanalo's drummer and now he does a uh, zona bomba um, beat Machines. Oh, J.J. Uh, Freire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to be in Basilos. Yep. He's, yes, uh, I, I know J.J. well. Yeah, you know, he does the uh, percussive element of it. Uh, Chad. Chad does many elements of it. Now, Shireen you guys Mostyn. are looking for more mentors, right? Um. Yeah, you know, I honestly, I'm, I'm honestly not sure, but yeah, we're looking for more people to get involved. Okay. As far as the mentorship, you know, it's difficult because I think now we're starting with the second school again. And there's yeah, talks about that. expansions and things of that nature. So, you know, it's tough to, but we definitely need help on all sides. Like anybody that wants to get involved, you know, it's, it's a huge cause. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can do good and that can help us out. So, Rudy, how long have you been a member of Guitars Over Guns as, as a student? Um, about two years. Okay. Yeah, two, two years. Yeah. So before you started working with your mentor, like, did, did you know anything about music? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I, but but what got you into it? What what made you want to get involved? Well, actually, there was this guy named Mr. Delion. Like he he really helped me with the guitar. Like at first, I didn't know anything, but then he got me to learn more about it. He made me like like be interested about it, and then he recommended a guy for me named Marty Swords. And I mean, like you know, he also helped me out. So yeah, it's really been a good ride. You know? All right, so. You learned the guitar, correct? Yes. And and I heard that there's like a a pop, like uh, you know, you guys you guys look to teach pop music basically. Is that is that our is that our gig, I mean, Michelle? I, I don't I 
don't know. If, would you call it pop? I mean, I don't, well, not I don't necessarily know. pop in that genre, but like popular and it's sure not because the kids can relate to popular yeah. music. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Most I'm just definitely. you know, it's not it's not like Beethoven. No, no. no. I mean, no, you know, but obviously it's stuff they like too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It has to be you know to to make sure that their involvement is more than just. Um, based on the skill level of the instrument you know also Correct. because they're they're playing stuff they like to hear sure i mean i, I think that would get anybody more involved right yeah. so like wh what do you like to play really? uh i like to play like a little bit rock music a little r&b <laughs> yeah Ooh -ha. yeah a little bit of soulful music you know rudy how long have you been playing what two years you started well, learning two years ago no i mean like as of right now i've been playing guitar for like four years okay yeah. Okay, so so you played a little guitar before you started. Gogo? Um, yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit before I started Gogo. That that's by the way, that's what everybody that's the nickname yeah, for that's guitars the, over yeah. guns. Yeah. Uh, organization. Organization. Guitars over guitars over Oh, is that the official name or guns? Pretty much, yeah, that's how it started <laughs> Right, right. I mean guitars over guns organization. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So uh what's the difference in your playing between when you started and where you are today? Well, at first, I didn't have, like, much opportunities, but now I have, like, really big opportunities. Like, recently, I was in NBC along with other people, so that was a really nice experience. And I was up in the studio, like, about two weeks ago, so, yeah, it's been a nice experience for me. That's yeah. amazing. Well, what'd you record in the studio? Uh, just a little bit. Just a little song, like, solo song, like, probably, like, two or four. You know? Oh, four. so so you've been making your own music. Yeah, like, I make arrangements um, based on songs that people already heard of. Like really popular songs. Yeah, I'm a solo guitar, so I just make my own arrangements. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, that's cool, man. Well, you're going to have one of those ready after the break, right? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, so for our, those in our listening audience, you got to stay tuned after this break that's coming up because oh, yeah. we're going to not not just have a wonderful music break with some Swenalo, but we're going to have some live music in the studio, and it's, it's going to be by Rudy. And I'd like to encourage everybody in our audience, before we forget, Check out guitarsoverguns.org. It's www.guitarsoverguns.org. And if you're looking to donate, this is one of the most amazing causes you can donate to because I can tell you, knowing these guys, you're donating directly towards benefiting kids with music education. It's not an administrative organization, it is a active organization. So anyway, we're going to take a really short break, listen to a little bit of Swenelo, and we'll be right back discussing the guitars over guns. Uh, and, and also there's a, a huge uh, benefit coming up. There is this, this Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. All righty. This is the only in Miami show and we'll be right back. Paid hotel of free drinks Only I'm already packing my mom's jeep We all squeezing and took off on a journey I had some raw beats getting down since early I hit a cross street, something like Albuquerque We lost jeep, and I've been driving in reverse jeep So we made a pit stop at the gift shop They gave us the directions to the telly inside I seen this Betty looking sweaty, drinking Henny with lime I told her mom and let me inside And then she said Let's 
and actually cool. I can't be wildin' out and actin' a fool, but after a few grooves, I smooth move my way upstairs and showed it to the booth. Unapproved proof lust here after we crushed, she was swole up. She said, hold up, that chick was so drunk, she fell down a flight of stairs on the last step. She ain't know what happened occurred, how it happened, she just knew that she was passing out right here. DJs playing some old school, seen G-Man with the whole crew guzzling like here. Got all the equipment tables, the lights, gear, the mics, yeah, it's the night we dropping this right here. And the crowd was mad, damn, but freaks, that drunk chick woke up and started dancing the beat. I saw this one okay. girl had an ass of physique, looking like the chances of heat, she clapping the cheeks. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter, at Grant Stern, and you can check out the show, our podcasts, our photos, our blog posts at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. Guys, you have a big benefit coming up. Tell us a little so bit about big. it. So big. So it's going to be at the Gleason Room mm -hmm. in the Fillmore. Correct. They call it uh, Backstage at the Fillmore. Yep. It's a very intimate vibe. Yeah. Like it. It's a nice room. Yeah, I haven't been oh, in there feel, yet. Oh, it feels so nice in there. Yeah, it's very, very nice. So, so it's a, it's going to be a really intimate experience for anybody who attends the benefit. Dude, it's going to be so fresh, man. I mean, mm -hmm. it's all the all the talent that's going to be there is is going to just it's going to be like they we're right in front of you, and at the same moment, it still has that very big show experience. And a big thing is that the kids are going to get to perform, um, and and you're going to get to see that and experience that and that energy that happens when they get on stage, you know. Oh, it's it's palpable. It's crazy. Okay, well, the benefit is on Saturday, August 23rd, but we're going to have a little preview right here, <laughs> right now. Rudy, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, hit it. All right. Uh, I said hit it? All right. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs>
That dude is a boss, bro. I like it. I like it. Rudy, Very nice. I am so proud of you. We are all so proud of you. Watching you grow like this. Yeah, thank you. It's crazy. No, it's awesome. I could never do it. I'm a, I'm a terrible guitar player. <laughs> Rudy, you're, you're, you're 16, right? Yeah, I'm 16. The whole Just world a young lad. Is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, you guys know, I, I went through school in the Dade County Public School Systems, mm -hmm. and I studied music. Oh, no, no. And um, and I was just fortunate. I went to magnet schools, but even the magnet schools now have cut down on the amount of hours that they have, yeah. you know, private one-on-one -on -one training with yeah. the students. Yeah, man, it's really unfortunate. And, and you start to see a lot of programs that, that don't support music or learning music on a novice level. It's all like this whole tryout thing, and you already have to be, like, good. Yeah, and yeah. So, and if you're not, I mean, what that does to a kid's spirit is really kind of diminishing, you know, and... And then imagine how it is for the French horn players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anybody who's in music knows the French horn player. He's like the bottom man on the totem pole in every orchestra. Was and that you, Grant? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not a masochist like that. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you, like they, they are. It's like it's a difficult instrument. I mean, for anybody, like even in the professional orchestras that yeah. I've performed alongside, yeah. they're French horn players. They're still needling those guys. Shout out to the French horn players, man. Yeah, man. And um, <laughs> but but seriously, it's true. They're they're cutting back everywhere, and um, and that's why it's really important for our audience to come out and support you guys on Saturday. Um, it's going to be at the Fillmore, and I just wanted to like let everybody know. Besides the students, mm -hmm. which I think is a great draw, and besides Swenelo, yeah, uh, you guys are going to have Tomas Diaz there, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who is one of the preeminent Afro-Cuban vocalists in this city. Uh, he also plays with Spam All-Stars, and the Spam All-Stars will be there. Yep. Correct. And uh, you're going to have a special appearance by Giancarlos Canela. Crazy. Crazy, right? Um, and then there's going to be a lot of art there. And is the art for, is it going to be like an auction or something? Or is it just the, there's going to be a lot of art and the artists there as well? Well, um, I'm not sure. I know it's, okay. it's definitely an exhibition. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if there's an auction. Um, I feel kind of embarrassed. I don't know the answer to that. No, 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 However. it's okay. That's why I look there. I, I mean, like, I just, Whoa. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, the, the thing is, though, I mean, if you go out there and you patronize this exhibit uh, or, you know, go to the Choose Your Sound Benefit, mm -hmm. it's uh, August 23rd at the Fillmore. That's right. Just just in case you weren't sure there. Um, you'll get to meet Lebo, um, yeah. Crave, mm -hmm. uh, Didi Rock, uh, Alvin Hernandez, Ava Ruiz. These are all... Nicole uh, Salgar, yeah. Bakhti Baxter. Yeah. Uh, Top-notch local artists, and uh, it's hosted by NBC6's Roxanne Vargas. Who's such a pleasure. Oh, yeah. What a nice spirit. Yeah, I'm going there just to see her. <laughs> I, mean, I can't say I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> She's a really cool woman. Um, and how, how long? It's going to be, okay, it's 7 to 11 p.m. That's a long uh, benefit. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the amount of talent and, and stuff that we have going on, I think, you know, it's a nice little block of time. And, and the idea is to just go and have a good time. And, and, you know, while you're having a good time, you're supporting a great cause. Definitely. Oh, totally. Now, it's the Choose Your Sound benefit. So anybody who's looking, we just tweeted it out. Uh, you can get your tickets directly. Just go to Twitter, at Grant Stern, and uh, we just tweeted out the link directly to the tickets. Or you can check out uh, guitarsoverguns.org. That's right. That's www.guitarsoverguns.org. So what else is in the picture for Swendelo this month mm -hmm. and coming up? Um, you know, we've been really putting all our eggs into this basket with the, uh, with the Guitars Over Guns benefit. 
Uh, once it's over, I think we're all going to take a nice little trip to Key West for Labor Day weekend. All right. We're going to have some shows down at the Parrot, which are going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be a nice, Maybe like... Okay, so if you're in Key West over Labor Day weekend... Yeah, get out of Dodge. You know, go kick it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Any uh, any other plans for the fall? Any Anything that you can talk about yet? Um, yeah, we've been recording a little bit, and so there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of new stuff coming out. You know, we're just kind of you mean more new stuff besides the besides the, the new, new album. album. Yeah, besides the new album. Um, you know, we don't have dates on anything yet. We're still just creating, okay. which is which is you know we're in that shell process. That's, but, that's uh, the fun part. Oh yeah, always. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, a great part. So that that's mostly what we're focused on right now is making more, and really trying to produce. Um, I guess at a level that the the amount of production matches the creativity going into it, you know. Sure. I mean, you guys have a, a big group too. How many yeah. members of Swenelo are there, Michelle? Eight. Eight. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Makes makes for a tight bus, huh? Like the planets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're kicking Pluto out? You too. Dude, come on, man. Don't you know? Let's not turn this into an astrological debate right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? I'm sorry. Can I go back real quick because I do you have can go an back answer. To anything you want, I do Michelle. have an answer to your auction question. Yes, there will be a silent auction. Oof. Oh, there will be, and there will nice. also be open bar, and it'll be catered to. What? So. Okay, so wait a second. With your ticket to the Choose Your Sound benefit, you get an open bar. Mm -hmm. It's catered. You get musical performances by Swenelo, Swenelo, Spam All Stars, Stars, Tomas Diaz, and Jen Carlos Canela. Bam. Bam, plus and there's a silent kids, auction. Plus our students. Plus the students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's a that's an entire night. And you guys have a bunch of sponsors here. I'm just gonna give them a quick shout out: the Gleason Room, uh, SOM TVs, Copper Tires, uh, Doctors Hospital, Tito's Homemade Vodka. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody loves Tito. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves, loves Tito. Tito, dude. You Come know, I, that's Tito's that's a good sponsorship right there because I didn't know that you could make vodka at home. Now that I know, I don't think I'm gonna buy it anymore. Well, it depends on your home. You know, I mean, the Tito Tito lives Tito lives well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, Bombay Sapphire, uh, Matusalem, Communities and Schools, Miami. The Frost School of Music at the University mm -hmm. of Miami, the Black Key Group, mm -hmm. McDermott, Will and Emery, Jennifer Conley, Public Relations, uh, MM Collective, and something so small nobody can read it. That's the best sponsor <laughs> ever. <laughs> They're there, though. They're that there. logo they is there, there man. There. <laughs> no, I, I think it's going to be a great night. I mean, for anybody out there who's interested in great music, uh, open bar for four hours? Yeah, I mean, can you beat that? Can you beat that? That doesn't even happen in Miami. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no open comment. bar. Yeah, they're like, open bar for an hour, and they let you in like 45 minutes in. No, that's true. That's true. Usually it's like open bar, and they're like, yeah, all this well stuff, go for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I mean, it beats dollar beer night, right? Natty Ice. <laughs> Oh, I can't even say it. I just. I mean, think about it. I mean, when you go out at night, and I don't want to make this about alcohol. It has nothing to do with alcohol. But think about it. You go out at night, and you spend. How much do you spend when you go out and you're drinking with your buddies? You know, you're probably spending fifty dollars. I mean, or I something mean, like that. I mean, at least. why not? At least exactly. So, you're you're donating to a good cause, and you know, you're you're being. Yeah, it's a little um, social lubricant happening, lots of libations. There you go. Thank you. I, lack of, I couldn't <laughs> articulate, but thank you. Abby. See, that's why you guys are a team up there. That's, that's, yeah, you that's know, right. it's been like 13 years that we've been a team already. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Each other. That long? Yeah. 
something wow, like man. that. Yeah. It has been a while. Yeah, when I joined Suanalo, Michelle and Itawi from Locos Por Juana were the front oh, persons. I, I remember. Yeah. Speaking of that. At the good old Paco's we Tavern. We saw Paco the other night. Yeah, you remember Paco? Paco at the oh, stage. yeah, I remember he Paco's Tavern. He came to our gig at man. the stage, and it was really a pleasure. He's still to in see. town, really? He's still here, and apparently he's opening still, a new venue on the beach. he hasn't aged one bit. He look, bro. He's. <laughs> he hasn't aged one. I don't know what he's. Exactly I don't know what he's doing, but he's he, drinking he looks some exactly kind of coolie that's yeah. keeping him young. Man, that was back when the beach was cool. I remember it. It was in the oh, day. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like, you know, thirty second. What thirty second in Collins? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all going high end there. Super high end. Yeah. We got a bunch of new hotels coming in there. Yeah. If you're not a Russian show. oligarch, you can't hang out in the thirties in Collins. But back then, it was like all low lifes like us. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> well, you classed the place up, okay? Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, I'm just, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun back when Itahui was the, the you know, the, the front Oh, yeah, man. yeah, man. I mean, we had so many different players in the band at that time. Uh, Fabio Patino from Lanzayamas, um, Gerard Glacier on guitar. Like, That's right. Pff, wow. You uh, know? How about T. Lau? To Tony, Laurencio, <laughs> Smurfio. I mean, he stayed with us far after Paco's for a while, and so that was great. But Afro Beta, lots of love to them. They're in Cali right now doing it really big. I know, man. He's uh, he's going to put together the music for our Social Goods Summit advertisement. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah that and that's something that maybe you guys will be interested in. It's, uh, it's September 22nd and 3rd. Okay. And uh, right now the early bird tickets are on sale at sgsmiami.com. Okay. I don't know. We're we're playing that over the uh, the music during the breaks, right? Right, Booth. Oh yeah, they're giving me a big thumbs up. <laughs> That's actually going to be a lot of fun. Uh, right. This is the first social good summit outside of New York. Okay. So, well, dude, that's great, man. I mean, especially with you see all the all the um, the good that the uh, ALS challenge has done. For example, like I saw a comparison yesterday that was like last year they made like 1.7 million dollars this year they've made like 13.6 yeah the ice bucket challenge <laughs> yeah i mean huh. and, and when you think about the effectiveness that that's had for the cause i mean granted i hope i hope the money is, is all going to the right places in that scenario but but man that's great the social social media is helping you know programs of all sorts and uh and oh, that's yeah. awesome that you guys are doing the social good that's great dude well i'm i'm helping out i'm a media sponsor for their event okay and um as you guys probably well know, I've been involved in a couple of social good projects. We talked about one mm -hmm. earlier, the No Walmart in Midtown. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be a fantastic fair. Unfortunately, they're not taking more speakers. Right. So if uh, if you're into it, speakers, I think the call for speakers has passed. Or maybe they've selected them. But it's sgsmiami.com. Well, I nominate Chad Bernstein for that all day, every day. Oh. El Doctor Inchado. Well, uh, you know what? It's good you make that nomination. He's coming up, actually, uh, in about five minutes because he came into the studio. He got double booked. Chad is an all-star now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, he's part of the spam all-stars, so he's been an all-star for a while. He's a doctor all-star now. So it's he is he was doctor born, He was born into stardom. <laughs> we love you, Chad. Yeah, well, you know, those trombone players, when they hit it, they hit it big. <laughs> yep. Because they're not a huge marching population. <laughs> they're not. I, you know, I'm actually still friends with the Spam All-Stars prior trombone with player, John? John Speck. Oh, yeah, John is great, man. Yeah, you know, he's fantastic. And John once told me that it's like he picked up the trombone because he knew that no matter what, he'd always have a job. Like every cruise ship needs one trombone player. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. so like Miami is like a big cruise ship that just doesn't leave port. 
You pretty know? much, pretty much, yeah. You know, Chad showed up <laughs> right around the time John was, you know, leaving, and mm -hmm. that was it. Like, yeah, he took for over sure, the role. Man. For sure, <laughs> The man, one and true, only. Dude. But there's only one doctor trombone in Miami. Only one. El doctor. <laughs> so, okay, we've got, like, another minute here. I'm just going to let our audience know. You've got to go to this. It's 7 to 11 p.m. this Saturday, August 23rd. You get the Spam All-Stars, Swenelo. The, the Go-Go students, mm -hmm. Guns Over Guitars organization mm -hmm. students, Tomas Diaz, Jen Carlos Canela, and it's at the Gleason Room in the Fillmore. That's on Miami Beach. Uh, there's plenty of parking. Yeah, plenty. It's crazy how tons many parking lots are Tons and tons and tons of parking right there. And you'll have a silent auction for art by Lebo, Alvin Hernandez, Crave, DD Rock, Eva Ruiz, many more. You can check out www.guitarsoverguns.org. That's www.guitarsoverguns.org. So we're going to take a really short musical break, listen to a little bit of Swindelow, and then we're going to come right back with Chad Burdenstein. He is the founder of Guitars Over Guns. This is the only in Miami show. Boop, 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 boop. Are you interested in social good? Check out the Social Good Summit in Miami this September 22nd and 23rd at the Miami Innovation Center at University of Miami's Life Sciences Campus, 1951 Northwest 7th Avenue. Early bird tickets go on sale today through September 1st for only $10 each at www.sgsmiami.com. That's www.sgsmiami.com. Sponsored by Knight Foundation.
South Florida's only business radio station. Part of the Wall Street Business Network. 880 AM, The Biz. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find us online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. We're here with Chad Bernstein, trombone player for Swenlow and the founder of Guitars Over Guns. Choose your sound. Thanks for joining us in the studio before the show tonight. I appreciate it, Chad. Oh, absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Well, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where you're from originally, because you're not a Miami native, but you've lived here for a long time now. Sure. Yeah, I've been in Miami for, I don't know, 13 years or so, and uh, came here in 2002 on a music scholarship for University of Miami and fell in love with Miami, and I stayed here um, playing and touring professionally with uh, some local bands. I play in Swanalo and the Spam All-Stars. Um, currently, I also musically direct Giancarlo Scanella's band and... I'm a freelance musician and recording artist, and um, my kind of career at UM took a new life after a year of, of playing professionally in the area to uh, joining the U for a master's and then eventually a doctorate. As so you never left the U. No. You came here in 2002 and you stuck with I came for the life. U. Yeah, going <laughs> one way for it from the yeah. Uh, I gotcha. So. Uh, how did that translate into getting into guitars over guns? Because you've been there for a long time at the sure. university, but I understand that there's, in university music, there's a lot of gigs. Yeah, well, it, you know, the University of Miami has played a really interesting role in this whole development of guitars over guns because it was an idea that I uh, had and formed with people while I was at the university. And then the university ultimately became a partner of the organization. Wow. And yeah, and that's amazing. I mean, having that kind of credibility and that, that strong of a partnership with the, I mean, University of Miami is obviously a very well-respected place. <clears throat> um, but having that kind of support and that uh, those resources in terms of curriculum development and the students that they provide that are amazing mentors and teachers in their own right for our program uh, has been a really incredible gift, but also I was able to focus my entire doctoral dissertation on the effectiveness of music mentoring through the Guitars Over Guns program. Well, it's amazing. You, you got to my next question. So tell our audience a little bit about Guitars Over Guns and where you guys operate, and you guys provide mentors. Sure. We, but provide, the... uh, we provide structured programming, currently in an after-school model for middle school aged kids. And we started at North Miami Middle School, and then moved to Miami Edison School, and then Miami Edison closed this year. We're actually opening another um, arm of our program in Miami Alapata Middle. Okay. So this will be the third school that we started, although we will only be in two schools this year because Edison's closed. Um, and we're actually starting to branch out to some juvenile justice department work and are negotiating contracts with them currently. Um, the way we kind of got to the schools was through another really strong partnership of ours with communities and schools of Miami. Okay, who are they? Communities and schools on a national level is the largest dropout prevention organization in the country. And they operate in, I want to say, 28 states with a huge budget, and they are incredibly effective, and they have a very specific um, component of their organization that's really concentrated on measurability. And okay. so that aspect of the program, you know, definitely sang through to us and, and from the beginning of this we've had a very very strong 
uh, desire to be measurable so that we can create a scalable and sustainable program for the future. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the reason that this program is so important is that there's been budget cuts and there's not a lot of music education going on in our school system as much as there was, say, 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. Right. So my experience, you know, I, I was very fortunate to have discovered um, music from an early age. You know, I had the, there was a piano in my house. So even as a kid, like reaching up on the piano and, and literally just mashing down the keys was so interesting to me. And then at the age where I could kind of sit up on the bench and and touch the keys, you know, sitting down, I was picking out little melodies that I had heard or something. My parents were definitely interested in, in my uh, love for this instrument. And I, I can relate to that, but our piano was off key, so it <laughs> didn't <laughs> help there. It's just the, it's the amazement of, of creating sound that, that blew me away as a kid. And then, you know, I don't think at that age I could have told you I was going to grow up and be a musician, but it was something I was very interested in because I was exposed to it. And that exposure increased when I got to focus on music in school classes. So when I was in middle school, I, my school, I started in Philadelphia. Uh, and I lived in Philadelphia until just before the fifth grade when we moved to the Chicago area. And the music program there started in like fourth grade. Okay. Which was incredible. And then when I moved to Chicago, the program started in fifth grade. So still, the pre-middle school level, we're talking you know, elementary school music programming. And as the years have gone by, um, not only is Florida maybe on a different kind of uh, curve in terms of when they're starting music program versus the other cities that I came from, the cities that I came from are also, you know, kind of depleting the resources they have to support the music programming that was there at one point anyway. So that was definitely part of the impetus in starting this organization was just knowing how lost I would have been at that age without some kind of outlet like music for me. It was the thing that kind of focused me and got me... It, it was the thing that I wanted to concentrate on that, that somebody could say, you can't do this until you take care of you know, your academics or X, Y, and Z. Or if you're behaving badly, you're not allowed to you know, play music. That was something that, to me, was meant a lot. So that, That's something that, that I went through as well, actually, but here in Miami. Yeah. And and I can tell you, having attended the Magnet High Schools for the Arts, that I'm very concerned about it because um, I'm, I'm very active with the New World School of the Arts right now as an alumni and as a member of the Alumni Foundation Board. And I found out that students there get one-fourth of the vocal lessons that they got when I was in school. And that's at a magnet, at a performing yeah. arts magnet. And it's interesting because, you know, not, not to get on a tangent here, but... Um, the schools that have that kind of art programming across the board tend to score better on all these tests that everyone thinks are so important in measuring schools. And I don't think that should be necessarily the reason that we implement arts into the schools or back into the schools, but it certainly makes a compelling argument for having them uh, if that's what you're going to measure schools by, which it's unfortunate that we have to do that with standardized tests that are kind of one style of learning or one style of test taking to measure all these kids that all learn differently, that all test differently. Um, you know, in my immediate family, between my brother, my wife, um, even my closest friends and I, you know, our measure of intelligence, if you just took it on a test, would be very different from the actual reality. I mean, I have, you know, I was one of those kids that didn't study and took tests really well, and my wife is one of those kids that studied her butt off 
and got the same grades. But if you had to tell me, you know, if you gave me an option between somebody to, to solve a problem and save someone's life, I'm going to put it in my wife's hands over mine like nine times out of ten. <laughs> you know, like, unless you have to say you have to solve this musical riddle or something, you know. But I mean, she's, she's a brilliant woman. And, and why, you know, why would it be that, that I have to then measure my intelligence against her in the same form of a test when her brains work completely different ways? I, I like the the example of the NFL's Wonderlick test, which is not a, it's a standardized test for these football players, but um, it's like a zero through fifty score, and just because you score lower doesn't mean that you're stupid. It just means that your form of intelligence is more instinctual. Yeah. And um, just as examples, the guy who scored the highest on the test, uh, a gentleman named Ryan Fitzpatrick not the world's greatest professional football player you know and this is a very fast-paced thing that right. people do but on the other hand uh a guy like dan marino who scored really low he wasn't so bad yeah he had a pretty <laughs> decent football idea yeah yeah but then if you're gonna say all right well then we're gonna fund all of your weight rooms across the nfl based on the test score i mean it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> you don't do that anywhere else in life so i don't understand why our education system has gotten that far you know uh, i'm not it, it is confusing. There's a lot of politics involved in it, too. Yeah, and it, it's just a shame because it creates a larger divide in the has and have-nots in terms of the school systems because the schools that aren't performing as well have to spend all you know, all this time in preparing, or that at least they think they have to spend all this time preparing their kids on how to take these tests better. And in doing that, they are eliminating more of the arts programs and more of the physical education. And more of the things that might make them more well-rounded people. To make time for these testing. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's really tough, and it puts the schools in a really difficult place, and you see it. I mean, you see it in the news that teachers are flubbing kids' test scores because they want, you know, funding for the program. And it's not, you know, it's not this glorified, look at me, look at my school perform well. It's, we need resources. You know, we need the funding to be able to give our kids the opportunity to even come to the table you know well name name a few of the life skills that children acquire by learning music well i mean i certainly think that the kids that really gravitate towards music they find themselves in a way in that and especially in our program we've seen these kids kind of go through this transformation where all of a sudden you belong to something and music isn't one of those things that discriminates who you are based on any particular anything. I mean, music transcends the boundaries of race and religion and, and you know, age and all these things. And it doesn't matter. I mean, if you identify with music, you identify with music. Now, if somebody empowers you to learn music and learn the things that you like to hear on the radio, you're going to think that's pretty cool. I mean, everybody loves music. There's not. I've never met anyone in the world that doesn't like music of some kind, you know? Sure. So, if, if all of a sudden you have this ability and you're a part of a group of people that are collectively working towards something, you're talking about all kinds of leadership skills, you're talking about just, you know, cooperation, work, working with other kids in a group, cooperation is a huge part of it. I mean, do you teach reading music as well? Yeah, yeah, we teach music theory, we teach, and we do everything. That's, that's very, very central to abstract thinking. Absolutely. Pattern recognition skills. Pattern recognition, problem solving. Languages. To, to read music, you Definitely. need to know a little bit of Italian, I, I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crescendo and forte and pianissimo and all those things. But, I mean, it really, you know, you, you're dealing, especially through the format that we do, we do it through popular music. So we do a lot of rap, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of pop music, a lot of R&B, some reggae, 
um, kind of whatever the kids are into because they find that whatever you're most interested in is going to fuel your learning. You know, it's going to be the vehicle by which you want to learn. So sure. why not make that about the music that's relevant to the kids? So for our listening audience, how can they get involved? What's your website? Tell our audience how to get in touch with you if they want to help out. So you can get in touch with us um, and get involved through our website, www.guitarsoverguns.org. That's guitarsoverguns.org. And on the website, you can find information about events. You can find out how to become a volunteer. Um, if you're a qualified musician and you'd like to become a mentor, we're going to be looking for mentors up for this upcoming year. Um, and for those who are music teachers and wish to be mentors, there is a, a stipend, I, I understand? Yeah, so we've, we've realized that as, as great of a feel-good effort and grassroots initiative as it started as, you know, musicians have a, a tough time making a living just playing music. So one of the ultimate goals of this program is to provide kind of a day job type situation for a musician that if you could be in four different schools, you know, collectively teaching, we have three to five kids at every school. So let's even say, you know, like four kids at each school for each mentor. You know, if you're working four days a week at four schools at 16 kids a week, you know, that's, you're, that's a lot of contact hours with a lot of kids. And then each of those mentors is paired with five other mentors that create a band. So, for instance, this whole concept started with Swanalo going to a school and playing for a school and teaching these kids how to play our instruments and create little bands in their school. Um, it, it was amazing, you know. So we're we're trying to build a model where not only were we, are we helping a specific group of kids, but we're helping a specific group of the artist population that need effective ways, you know. Not necessarily me. I mean, we could all wait tables, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we've all done it. We've all done that and much worse. Yes, I've waited a couple of tables in my day, too. Yeah, so, I mean, um, that's, that's fine. I mean, the world needs some, somebody for everything. But if we have this amazing ability, and, and most of us as musicians have this kind of intrinsic, compelling feeling to give back, uh, especially in an artistic form, um, then we, as a kind of society should be empowering people to do that, especially when it makes as big of an impact as the program has been making on these kids' lives. Well, Chad, I really want to thank you for coming down to the studio before the show so we could make sure that you were on this episode. Awesome. And I want to encourage everybody in our audience to check it out. It's guitarsoverguns.org. That's www.guitarsoverguns.org. And you can get involved if you're a musician they're looking for mentors. And I believe you guys are looking for donors as well. Right, Chad? Yes, sir. All right. We'll be right back with Amin De Jesus from Suenalo next on the Only in Miami show. <laughs> 